Well, hey there, everyone. Welcome on into VG Emporium, video game music, and more. I'm your host, Rage Cage, and before I get into the episode proper, I'd just like to mention that if you haven't already, check out last week's episode, which was a guest episode with VGM composer Chase Bathia, where he brought in the topic of Composer's Legacy, which was really interesting and very insightful. So, yeah, definitely worth a listen. And so now, what do I have here for you today? It's another batch of special orders, which, if you're new to the show, it's basically a song request which you can send in via email to vgemporium at gmail.com, to any of the social medias at vgemporium on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, as well as in the Discord, which should be linked in the show notes. And once I get enough, usually five or six, I'll do its own dedicated episode, which we are doing right now, starting with Sand in Your Navel, from Rocco's Modern Life, Spunky's Dangerous Day, composed by Mark Miller. And this was ordered in by Jay Look. And I'll say initially this uh, seemed like a surprising pick because most of the things that Jay Look has ordered in the past have been from used, made using the Gems engine on the Sega Genesis. But seeing that as the composer is Mark Miller, it makes sense because he was part of the team that created Gems, which again is this Genesis editor for music and sound. Which I will note here, I'm getting pretty close to being ready to do Gems Jams 2, with some of the tracks I'm going to be featuring being uh, suggested to me by Jay Look. But getting back to Mark, um, some of his most notable works are Toe Jam and Earl, Kid Chameleon, Robocop vs. The Terminator, Earthworm Jim, but uh, how could I forget his very first project, which he's credited in as Sound Driver, is Mario Lemo Hockey. So, you know, he didn't compose the music for it, otherwise it would be better than it actually is, but if you want to hear a much better version of that soundtrack, uh, good, you know, listener, good buddy, and previous guest, Hobberchuck, you know, Chuck of Hobberchuck, recreated the entire soundtrack using the YM2612 and SN76489. It's called Mario Lemo Reloaded, and it is unapologetically thrashy, trashy butt rock. Now how about this game itself? Rocco's Modern Life. Spunky's Dangerous Day. Well, um, here's an interesting thing. It was developed before the show even aired. Yep, all they had to go off on were just stills of the characters and some of the backgrounds and stuff and a little bit of the pilot episode. Otherwise, a lot of the stuff they had to create was just on the fly and uh, not stuff that's seen in the show at all. And same goes for the music, because they had no idea what the music was going to be like for the show. They just kind of made their own thing. And again, it's actually all pretty good. But um, that's why if you were to play the game and the opening theme is nothing like the, you know, actual opening theme for the show, that's why they did not know what it was. Now, I think I've only played this game once, and that was at a rental place where they had a little station set up with a bunch of consoles and TVs, and I just picked it out and decided to try it because I liked Rocco's Modern Life and, uh, you know, I couldn't quite figure it out as a kid, but, uh, you know, looking at it now, it seems to be pretty fairly straightforward. You just play as Rocco, you go forward, you know, knocking out obstacles and stuff, so Spunky, who's slowly walking across the screen, can get to a golden fire hydrant and you gotta do all kinds of different things to get him there and prevent him from getting hit by all kinds of things like birds and uh, all different characters, and especially this big, nasty, blue-looking uh, bulldog thing that's at the very end of the stage. And I will say, this game looks pretty good. You know, the characters look pretty on model. Uh, like, a lot of the backgrounds and design of the levels and everything match pretty closely to what the show would be. So, hey, if you like Rocco's Modern Life and you're not opposed to emulation, or maybe if you happen even to have the cartridge and an SNES, maybe, you know, give this one a shot. I might. So thank you again, J-Look, for ordering this one in. Now let's get into our next... Special order, this one coming in from Pocket Ellery. This is Final Egg, Crank Up the Heat, from Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing, the DS version. And this is originally composed by June Senaway and arranged by Alistair Brimble and Anthony Putson.
final egg, Crank the Heat Up. From Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing, the DS version, originally composed by June Senaway and arranged by Alistair Brimble and Anthony Putson. And this again was special ordered in by Pocket Ellery. So now one. The only main reason I really know about Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing is because my nephew really liked playing it. And two, I wasn't really aware there was a DS version of this game, which listening to these two different versions back to back, I can honestly say that I prefer the DS version, which may confuse most, but may not be a surprise to some. Um, I can, you know, say, again, another controversial thing here is that, you know, modern Sonic music, I'm not really a big fan of. You know, it's not to say that I outright don't like it, it's just that I, it's not my thing. And when I say modern, you know, I, you know, I mean the 3D games, ones that are, uh, most of the time kind of janky. But when it comes to the, some of the newer ones that are done in the uh, classic style, I like the music in that. T. Lopish, man, he knows what he's doing. That said, I really do enjoy what Alistair Brimble and Anthony Putson have done here. And yes, it's probably on your mind, I'll just say the lead guitar right here, um, definitely reminds me of, you know, Spider-Man and the X-Men Arcade's Revenge on the SNES, which was done by the Fallen Brothers. Which, if you know the name, you know they're a powerhouse, but, um, Alistair Brimble himself is also a pretty formidable force of music making. I mean, like, of Western composers, I think he's the one I've played the most on the show. I've already featured, like, some of his Game Boy tunes, some Game Boy Advance ones, and now something on the DS. And, you know, it's for good reason. Uh, it's just all really good. And so, you know, having featured some of his music on my show before, um, you know, I've already talked about what he's done, but, you know, just to kind of give a quick rundown, gotta start doing music for Amiga games, a lot of Amiga games, as well as ZX Spectrum and C64. Probably one of the more notable series that he's worked on, on combination of Amiga and ZX Spectrum, are some of the Dizzy games. And then some of his notable things on the NES are uh, the Quattro Sports games. And then so many dang licensed titles, way too many to the name, for the Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, and the Nintendo DS. But if there's one of these I can suggest to you, and I can't believe I'm saying this one, it's Garfield and his Nine Lives. The soundtrack for that one is surprisingly good, especially for the Game Boy Advance. And then, of course, this wasn't all Alistair. There was also Anthony Putson, which I don't really have much information on him, excepting that he's had involvement with 81 titles, starting with Pinball Dreams 2 on DOS. He did some Amiga ports, uh, the notable ones being Mortal Kombat 2, Primal Rage, and Sid Meier's Colonization. And then going down the Game Boy Advance, we got Mr. Nuts, uh, Backyard Basketball, Duel Masters, Kaijudo Showdown, Bionicle, Maze of Shadows. Uh, he had a hand in Garfield and his Nine Lives. Then getting a little further in, we have Shallon Showdown, uh, Backyard Baseball 09, Trackmania DS, Need for Speed Undercover, Sonic and Sega All-Stars on the DS, and then getting into some of his latest projects being Cartoon Network Battle Crashers, Songbringer, and Minecraft Dungeons. And that's all I got for you. So the last thing I'll say about this track, it's a very interesting clash of styles and sensibilities. Um, you know, I kind of like it. I might have to check the rest of the soundtrack out to see if it actually, you know, matches this. But, you know, what I've heard of these two fellas so far, um, you know, I have, I have pretty high hopes. So thank you, Pocket Ellery, for ordering this one in and helping me uh, go a little bit more down into the rabbit hole that is DS Music. And so our next order is coming in from Crazy Goji, and originally he had only ordered the one track, that being BGM21 from LCD Dem by Coromba. Though, uh, it seems like, uh, you know, the place I order from sent me, uh, three more alongside it. So these, uh, in order, it's gonna be BGM21, BGM1850, BGM3360, and BGM5880, all from LCD Dem by Coromba.
Those were BGM 21, BGM 1850, BGM 3360, and BGM 5880, all from LCD Dem by Coronba. And again, it was BGM 21 that Crazy Goji had originally ordered in, but he had gotten the four-for-one deal. And as you probably could tell, these songs are relatively short, like, you know, 15 to 20 seconds each. And uh, that is because that these were from a fan game based off of Yumi Nikki. And uh, the full name of the game is Lucid Dream. It's just with every other letter removed, you get LCD Dem. So in this game, you play as Chi, who has locked herself in her room to, uh, you know, keep away from memories of a traumatic event. So to help her, you know, escape even further, she uses Lucid Dreaming to then explore a dream space that is uh, compared to Yumi Nikki and some other versions of the game. Um, not so, like, uh, crazy, I should say. Like, they're more, like, peaceful, pastoral. No, like, you know, crazy, scary things coming at you. But being a dream place, you know, there are still some places that are really just bizarre, weird, abstract, and, you know, a little creepy, but nothing too dark that I've seen so far. And if you're familiar with how Yume Nikki works, this is basically the same. You know, you go to sleep, you go to the dream world, you go through various doors, which then, you know, open up to different places that you explore, and those link into other dream spaces, which then will eventually, like, either loop back to another door in that same room, or to just some weird dead end that you have to wake yourself up from to then start again. And now the music, albeit, you know, it's short, but it's really good. It's all, like, kind of pretty lush, um, a lot of nice textures and sounds going on, um, you know, compared to uh, Yume Nikki's original soundtrack, a little bit more going on here as opposed to just, like, really quick, like, five-second loops. We get nice, like, you know, like I said, 15 to 20-second loops of something really nice here. And it was done by Karomba, who is also the creator of the fan game, who, in 2013, pretty much erased almost all traces of themselves off the internet, including this game. And it looks like it was a pretty big mystery in the Yume Nikki fan base. I'm not going to get into the details as to, like, the reasonings behind it all. But, um, the fact is that, again, Kurumba deleted all, everything, everything of theirs off the internet. Like, you know, all their profile stuff, all their works, you know, this game, and their music. Which, apparently, there's plentiful of. Which, um, in my research on this thing, I actually found in, in a bunch of it on archive.org, which... I will link in the show notes because it's uh, some pretty interesting stuff. And you can also find the game on there and, uh, you know, it's fully playable. Um, it looks complete. I don't think there's anything, like, you know, waiting or missing like how uh, Yumi Tuiki is, which is still in development. And that's all I got for you. So, you know, definitely check out the music for this game, LCD Dem, again, which can be found on Archive, as well as all of Kuroma's music, which, again, I will be linking in the show notes next to this track. And, uh, yeah. Thank you, Crazy Goji, for ordering this one in and sending me down that rabbit hole. And so now moving into our next one. This one's coming in from Alex the Messenger Messenger. And this is The Real Final Battle. 
And this is coming from Mario vs. Donkey Kong, the original Game Boy Advance version from 2004. And this is composed by Lawrence Schwedler. That was the real final battle from Mario vs. Donkey Kong, composed by Lawrence Schwedler, ordered in by Alex the Messenger Messenger, host of a VGM Journey. And uh, this is another game I have no like you know nostalgic connection to or anything because you know I I did not play it. I had a Game Boy Advance, but when it came out, I wasn't all excited about this game. You know, the only Nintendo developed game I had on my Game Boy Advance was Wario Land 4 because I liked you know the Wario Land games on the Game Boy prior so you know I'm gonna get into that but I never got any of the Zelda I never got any of the Mario games I never got this one nothing that so you know call me call me a weirdo but that doesn't stop me from being aware that you know this game just recently got a remaster which is probably why uh, Alex ordered this track in and I'd imagine you know listening to his show and hearing you know some of the games that he liked uh, he's probably pretty excited about this and I say good for him so now that I have you know I haven't played this game uh, you know, I don't really have interest for it, but doesn't mean I don't know what it's about. Uh, you know, playing as Mario. I'm trying to, you know, catch Donkey Kong because he stole a bunch of presents, I guess. And Pauline, again. So you have to go through a bunch of puzzles. Like, you know, stages that are like puzzle platform type things. To find presents, get through the level, and, you know, all these different things. And, like, you know, kind of changes up per level. And uh, from what I understand, 
It is a kind of like a spiritual sequel successor to the Donkey Kong on Game Boy, which is another one I never played. And it just took like, you know, the kind of gameplay ideas of like the original Donkey Kong games and uh, just just expanded on them. And I guess that this game is kind of doing the same thing with that. Now, as for this track, um, it sounds pretty good, you know, especially for the Game Boy Advance and that direct sound it uses for like the, you know, PCM sample playback. Or in the case of this track, it sounds like it's actually streaming pre-sequenced music. Now, unfortunately, I can't really give the same praise to the majority of the soundtrack because it sounds like, uh, you know, uh, Lawrence here was saving his best for last because the rest of it is pretty rinky-dinky, kind of not... Not something I would actively listen to. But, uh, you know, this is definitely not a knock against Lawrence because, uh, you know, I've listened to some of his other stuff and it's, you know, pretty good. Uh, it could just be maybe down to, like, the sound driver he had available or I, I don't know. And speaking of his other works, um, you know, he uh, originally started in 1992 with adaptive design uh, doing stuff for the Philips CDI. And then it wouldn't be until 1995 he started getting into sound, doing sound effects for I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream on DOS. And then Halls of the Dead. Fairy Tale Adventure 2 on DOS, and then in 1999 he joined Nintendo Software Technology Corp, which was a uh, American branch of Nintendo development. And he did titles like Bionic Commando, Elite Forces on Game Boy Color, Ridge Racer 64, Crystallis on Game Boy Color, Pokemon Puzzle League, Wave Race, Blue Storm, 1080 Degree Avalanche, Mario vs. Donkey Kong, Ridge Racer DS, Metroid Prime Hunters, Mario vs. Donkey Kong 2 March of the Minis, Crossword DS, Mario vs. Donkey Kong Minis March Again, Mario vs. Donkey Kong, Miniland Mayhem, and then Rhythm Heaven Fever, which was his last project he worked on before he left Nintendo, which then he went to go become a teacher at DigiPen College in 2012, which he still does today. Though in 2020 he did work on another project called Flatline for Windows, and then of course uh, Mario vs. Donkey Kong Remake on the Switch, though I don't know if it's just because his work was rearranged in it or if he actually was involved in, you know, remastering the tracks. And that is what I have for you on Mario vs. Donkey Kong on the GBA. So thanks to The Messenger for ordering this one in, and I'm about due to send in my own song request to a VGM journey. So look, keep an eye out for that, Alex. So now moving on to our last special order. This one coming in from Martyrus, host of ReVGM. And, uh, you know, this, of course, is a remix. This is the Spy vs. Spy theme which is from the Spy vs. Spy game on the Commodore 64 from 1984, originally composed by Nick Scarum, and this is the C64 remix by Lukash.
that was the Spy vs. Spy theme from Spy vs. Spy on the Commodore 64 from 1984, originally composed by Nick Scarum, and this is the 664 remix by Lokash. And this was special ordered in by Martyrus. And uh, this here is uh, pretty interesting and cool, because uh, the, on the video, Lokash is actually, um, you know, performing it live, wearing a white spy costume. And how he's doing this is um, he has, you know, all like the music kind of programmed to a looper and a few other things. But the main lead is being done on an actual Commodore 64 in a VIC-20 case, uh, of all things, using uh, what's called a synth cart with a C, which um, I'm imagining is what's actually, you know, making the actual sounds from the SID chip. And he's just using the keyboard to, you know, play the lead out. And yeah, that's that's it. That's why it's called the C64 Remix, because he's actually using a C64 to play the main melody. And so uh, looking into his videos, uh, the stuff that Lukash is doing is pretty interesting. You know, it's, uh, there's a few videos spread throughout that are like this, where he uh, has like a whole setup going on with like some loopers and stuff, and then playing on the Commodore 64. And then there's some where he actually has a like a tracker going, which is then running through the synth cart, so making actual like Commodore 64 tracks, so you can see everything going on, uh, making uh, like dem like a demo scene, like keygen crackrow style stuff with um, fast tracker, I think, and then a lot of synth wave. A lot of synthwave. So definitely worth a bit more exploration and a checkout. So now about this game, Spy vs. Spy, it is a game based off of the comic strip from Mad Magazine. And, you know, in it you play as either the white spy or the black spy, trying to kill the other by setting up all kinds of different traps. And that's about it. So now Nick Scarum, there's a little bit of a story here before he actually did Spy vs. Spy, and it's kind of an interesting one. Somewhere in the mid-70s, he uh, joined the Chicago College of Music, where he started gaining an appreciation for classical music. And then 1977 moved to New York, and by 79 had written so many different kinds of music, solo, chamber, orchestral, and even some operas. One of them being based off the no drama Sumidagawa. And then for some reason, in the early 80s, he was developing educational software for many different kinds of computers. And this somehow led to him coming to compose music for some of these computer games that were coming out at the time. So, you know, starting with Spy vs. Spy, and then Spy vs. Spy, The Island Caper, Spy vs. Spy 3, Arctic Antics, Rockford, The Arcade Game, Sesame Street, Big Birds Hide and Seek, Win, Lose, or Draw, and Remote Control. So by the late 80s, early 90s, he stopped composing for games and went back to, you know, teaching, composition, music, uh, playing in a rock band called Vintage Six, and had written a book called The Music Toolbox, which teaches kids how to write music. And that was Nick Scarum for you. And, and you know, that's that's all I got for you on this here. You know, again, pretty interesting remix. Um, definitely going to check out more of Lukash's work. I would highly recommend you do so as well. Or you can wait until next week because it's going to be appearing again on VG Emporium because uh, Martyrus, who special ordered this in, is going to be a guest. We're going to be talking about uh, school days. Or more particularly, uh, you know, games that we had played when we were in school. Uh, you know, all of them going to be remixes because, you know, that's Martyrs' thing. And I think you're, you're going to like what we got. And speaking of what I got, this is all I got. That was all the special orders. So I'd like to thank you all for coming into VG Emporium. And if you, again, if you'd like to send in your own special order, you can send it into VG Emporium at gmail.com. Or you can join the Discord, which will be linked in the show notes. As well as sending it to any of the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, you know, at VG Emporium. And then, of course, you can keep listening to VG Emporium at Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, YouTube Music, Terra Player, and, of course, the main website, vgemporium.wordpress.com. So, again, I'd like to thank everybody for their special orders, and I look forward to getting more in. And then, of course, come back next week for Martyrus, talking about school days. <laughs>